Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and uh, here with me, just a, just a little bit of a change in things up. You know, I'm trying to keep you all on your toes is um associate editor of ninernoise.com uh mr peter pansy peter how you doing night mancer i'm doing 100 not bad 100 <laughs> not bad i'm i'm, I'm not a, a doom and gloom type person when the 49ers yeah, start yeah. off two and two uh i'm never really totally up and crazy try to keep about as even keel as, as it gets and the niners being two and two that's kind of even keel so yeah, there you go that's, a, that's yeah. about as even keel as you can be right um, doesn't get more even than that. Uh, I think it's certainly a surprising start um, to the season, especially, I don't, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, th- I think it's, it's been less surprising that they started two and two and more surprising how they've started two and two, because it hasn't looked pretty at really at any point, even well, maybe like the first half of the, of the Lions game. But other than that, it's been kind of a weird, like very uneven detached season through four games and i think that's the part that makes me go a little bit more <laughs> than, than the, the record yeah it certainly does i mean you could look at the, the the first quarter of the way through and you can think to yourself all right the 49ers could be literally 4-0 right now i mean you mm-hmm. think about those two losses and and barely losing to the packers after taking the lead late and then you think about well what if Trent Cannon doesn't fumble or something like that. And, yeah. and maybe the 49ers, if, if a few things had gone a little differently, could have beat the Seahawks, but at the same time, they could have been 0-4. Yeah, so <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. Week one could have been, uh, you know, a complete disaster if, you know, the fourth quarter lasted 20 minutes instead of 15. <laughs> right. And, and week two in Philly, I mean, if it weren't for maybe that botched Philly special play or something, maybe that changes the momentum of the game. I don't know, but True. nevertheless, it, it, 4-0, 0-4, the, the margin of, of error for this current Niners squad is so razor thin. And it's kind of one of the differences that I've seen between 
the 2019 squad and the 2021 squad. And we've got to get out of the mindset that 2019 is, oh, it's, it's the same core. Well, yeah, yeah, but a lot of the players are different and the players haven't been, you know, exactly playing up to par from what you saw two years ago. And, uh, you know, that's where you're at, especially mm-hmm. with, um, with the number of injuries that have piled up. And, and of course, uh, some big ones to players like Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, those guys being potentially either out or not at a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, I, I mean, I even think that if you look back at the 2019 season, rather the, the margins were pretty thin there, but the defense was at such playing at such a high level throughout that year that they could make a few more mistakes clearly. Um, while it's still, a, I think a probably a, a good defense, it's not, it's not nearly as, as good, at least through four games as, as it was during that season. And I think that's that along with the offensive struggles has kind of made for what is a 500 team through four games. Yeah. And I think when you're, when you're looking at D'Amico Ryan's and obviously he's going to go through his growing pains, much like Robert Sala did in 2017, 2018, the, the difference, at least this year compared to Sala's first two years is Ryan's has the talent now, at mm-hmm. least to a modest extent. Yeah. There's questions in the secondary, especially a cornerback lineback, linebacker depth is a little, mm-hmm. Um, but the talents there, Fred Warner's pretty good at football. Nick Bosa's pretty good <laughs> at football. Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski Tarrant, as long as they're healthy, are pretty good safety stand. You wouldn't complain about them. So there are going to be weeks and stretches of time, I should say, like, you know, the first quarter or the first half against Seattle and, of course, week two where the defense looks 2019-ish. But, of course, when you look at some of the play calling mistakes and then all those shortages at cornerback and the deficiencies there, you know, there's going to be some inconsistent moments. And, and really, honestly, that's kind of been my theme for the 49ers a quarter of the way through the year. It's just inconsistency. Yeah, both I offense think that, and defense. yeah for sure. I don't, I don't think there's any, any two ways around that. Um, if they were a little more consistent on, on both sides of the ball, I think, like you said, we're talking about a team that's probably four and cause it's been, it's been close. I mean, they've lost what both their games by a total of, was it nine points or something like that? Um, I mean, granted, they they scored some some late touchdowns on on su- a late touchdown on Sunday to make it a little bit closer, but I, I think the the final score that twenty eight twenty one was actually pretty pretty indicative of how the game went. Um, I, I don't think that 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 final touchdown, even though it did come pretty late in the game, uh, made it look made the game look closer than it was or anything like that. But that was just kind of kind of how I felt about it. It was it was a weird game, you know they they. they did Seattle had nothing going for in almost the entire first half and but the the offense couldn't capitalize for the 49ers and that's how you end up losing a game like that so but before we go any further let's take just a minute to hear a word from our sponsors autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in the patch and our friends at manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming if you know what i'm saying make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new 4th Generation's Performance Package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping, with the code FANSIDED20. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your new goodies. 
Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. And now, back to the show. Um, but of course, the, the big news is that, you know, uh, Trey Lance played his first really his first real time out on the field on on Sunday. He's had a couple of snaps here and there in the first three weeks, but this was his first prolonged time as a 49ers quarterback. Really, probably the first time that he's been truly like the actual quarterback on the field, not some guy who's going to go in there to to run some gadget kind of play uh, to see if he can catch the defense off guard, which has not been particularly successful. Um, <laughs> in certain spaces, but um, and it's looking like he's on track to make his first start of the season on Sunday. Um, I, it they're they're certainly playing it close to the close to the chest, so to speak, as to whether or not Garoppolo is going to be good to go. I thought I think I saw something. What did Mike McDaniel say today? Something about like, oh, you know, he's doing all the reps virtually, uh, even though he hasn't practiced all week. It's just <laughs> a very bizarre type of situation. Um, the links that they're going to either com- throw the, the Cardinals off the scent or, or what, I, I don't know what's going on there, but um, I mentioned something to you, uh, to uh, our Niner Noise uh, group earlier today. I, it, it feels to me like starting Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, since he has not officially now not practiced all week as we sit here on Thursday night, I mean, he's basically one day of and get that he's a veteran and probably doesn't need the reps quite as much as, as a guy like Lance would in his position, but it, it, it me nervous that they're still trying to hold onto this. And, and if it's not, and if it's anything except for like a smoke screen type of thing, uh, it would, it would certainly be concerning. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of along those lines. I mean, I get the play. I mean, if, if right. you're in a position to say, well, we could start either quarterback, it just depends on health. Of course, you're going to go with that. Of course, the Cardinals could be in plan for two different people. But, you know, I was looking at some of the, the numbers of this matchup on Sunday against Arizona. And one of the things that stood out is the Cardinals are allowing well over um, five yards of carry. I want to say it's something like, like five and a half or 5.4, but it's next to last wow. in the league. So the one thing, and, and again, this is looking like a complete mismatch against the 49ers' favor. I mean, the Cardinals have the number one offense in the league, number one in, in points, number one in yards. Kyler Murray is playing at a MVP level, which is weird to think, but he is. There's <laughs> six different receivers who have uh, at least 100 receiving yards. I think the 49ers only have, I think, three uh, so that's pretty pretty spectacular when you think about what you know, Murray used to do before this season coming in. And, you know, one of the things that that kind of plays into the factor here is, yeah, Trey Lance against Seattle that that second half looked, you know, he looked raw. He had his moments where it was like, okay, you know, you, you look like a quarterback who hasn't really played a lot since 2019, <laughs> and and even then you you know, have a tendency to, to kind of tuck the ball and run, but. In a game like this, where you're fighting fire with fire, when you have Kyler Murray, who can do very much the same thing, that might be the X factor. And even just in terms of, of, of mismatches and, and ways to try to keep the 49ers in the game offensively, that might be the play. So again, I have no idea what's going on in Kyle Shanahan's mind. Uh, I don't know if his reported committals to Jimmy Garoppolo, at least what he's saying in the media and press conferences and whatever, I don't know if that's the biggest smoke screen that you've got going on 
because obviously you look at the entire off season and all the efforts that, that yeah. Anahan <laughs> went through trying to get rid of Garoppolo and it's like, all right, or, you know, find an upgrade or whatever. And mm-hmm. here you are and, and you're still kind of doing this back and forth thing, even though Garoppolo's hurt. So that's going to play out. It's obviously going to be a huge story. I, I, I really honestly can't wait until Friday. It, it's kind of weird to say this, but I can't wait for the injury report Friday to see what's <laughs> up. Yeah. And, and yeah. Cause that's going to reveal a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, speaking of injuries, uh, quickly just kind of want to run through what we know as of right now, uh, based on the Wednesday, Thursday practice reports, uh, again, Garoppolo has not practiced with that calf injury yet this week. Um, apparently there's like, nobody's even seen him. So he hasn't even been out or at least today. No one saw him. He wasn't out on the field with anybody, which is a little bit strange, but, um, there you go. Um, Robbie gold, obviously, uh, had a groin injury in warmups against Seattle. We, uh, we talked about this, um, or I wrote something about this during the game in the lead up to the game on, on Sunday, uh, it <laughs> meant that with Mitch Wisnowski was forced to kick, which was, um, interesting. Um, he's on the IR now they signed, uh, Joey Sly, former Panther and Titan and a couple of other teams, I'm sure. Um, and that, I think that the important thing to, to keep in mind, Peter, is that this means that Mitch Wisnowski is not going to ruin his opportunity for a second straight NFC special teams player of the month award by having to be a kicker and a punter. And they're not going to mess that up for him. Cause I think that's really important for, uh, for Mitch to, to retain his title. <laughs> um, but I, I think the, uh, the best news of, of all the injury related things is that Trent Williams, who they had to like cart off the field right on, on Sunday. And Kyle Shanahan said something about like, we're not, we're not, we don't feel good about it. Like it doesn't seem like it's, it's good. And he's fine. He practiced today. It looks like he's on track to play. Um, totally bizarre. Um, how that transpired, but there you go. Um, and then of course we have, uh, George Kittle who hasn't practiced this week also has a calf injury, but that was, you know, what he was dealing with last week. And it feels like Right now, he's in that position where if they don't need to run him out for practice, he's probably pretty comfortable with everything they're asking him to do, that sort of thing. Just kind of save him for the game sort of situation, probably. Uh, Sam Samson Ebicom has a hamstring injury, still no practice this week. Um, Quan Williams, who they didn't put on the IR, so I'm guessing they're expecting to be back within a couple of weeks, but uh, he didn't play last week and has not uh, practiced uh, this week yet either. And then limited practices so far for Elijah Mitchell, Josh Norman and Javon Kinlaw. Um, so Peter, my big takeaway from the injury report is that we've moved from the 2020 high ankle sprain, uh, epidemic to a 2021 calf injury epidemic here at, uh, in 49ers land. I'm not sure what that's all about. <laughs> it just it's seems cool. like there are these same injuries that pile up over and over and over again. I don't, don't really know what to do with it. I so and it's annoying. Wanted, I so wanted to in the middle of uh of last Sunday's game, and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to write something about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going out. I really wanted to write up the lead saying Jimmy Garoppolo goes out at calf time. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that'd be witty. That'd be witty. So, so it might go forward. Hey, the, the 49ers calf time adjustments heading into uh, heading, yes. uh, week week five. There we go. Uh. So, Oh, well done. Well done. Um, well, we, we need to, uh, to move on to uh, a little to the preview of, uh, of this game. We've talked about a little bit about Arizona, um, but as we've been doing for the beginning of this year so far, 
Uh, we're going to look at uh, some reasons for optimism that we have for uh, for the 49ers to to win on on Sunday, and then some reasons for for concern. And uh, Peter, I'm going to start with you uh, with a, a reason for optimism. The reason you think the Niners could pull this one out. Well, so I, I mentioned this just a little bit ago, but if there's one, I guess I could say there's two uh, weaknesses that, that you could potentially look at as far as, as attacking the Cardinals. The big one, of course, is the run defense. They are giving up 5.4 yards carry, and I tend to look at that a lot. And granted, you know, the Cardinals have they've won all four games, but there have been a lot of back and forth games that are not necessarily blowouts where other teams are just trying to catch up or whatever. So depending on what happens with Trey Lance, whether or not he gets the start, that could be an X factor. But I'm also looking at maybe Trey Sermon as, as a player who could potentially get to go and, and have a statement game. Uh, you know, Sermon got off to a slow start in active week one, one carry, and then got hurt in week two. But you know, last Sunday against a you know, pretty bad Seahawks run defense, he had 89 yards, averaged uh, over four and a half yards of carry. And plus, especially if, if, uh, if Trey Lance is able to to go and make that start, uh, Trey Sermon's pretty good at that RPO game. So mm-hmm. you can see him be a factor. I know Elijah Mitchell is, is potentially going to come back from that shoulder injury he suffered in week two. Uh, however, uh, and, and Mitchell would be great for his speed element, but it could be a lot of, of Trey Sermon, Trey Lance, and the run game. What's a great way to keep uh, the number one scoring defense off the field or not from hurting you, keep it off the field. So, yep. yeah, if, if the 49ers run game works out well enough, and of course, there's so many other elements to that. You know, you're gonna have to pass the ball at points and and put on third downs, all your football cliches. But if the 49ers run game is actually doing its job, which has been inconsistent, if not completely absent for a good portion of the season, then yeah, the 49ers have a chance. The other yeah. thing that I'm looking at here, and I was checking out the Cardinals uh, injury report. I was doing some some pregame stuff that's gonna be going up here at Niner Noise here between now and Sunday's game. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Byron Murphy, he's one of their top cornerbacks, and he's had a phenomenal season. He's 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 just absolutely doing some crazy things right now. I think he's got like, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, um, three interceptions, a defensive touchdown already, wow. six passes broken up. I mean, the guy's looking like a, an all-pro. So he's banged up right now. He's hurt, and he didn't practice this week. And Arizona's primary outside cornerback backup Antonio Hamilton he is also out with an ankle injury so again uh, nobody's been designated as fully out for Sunday's contest but if both of those players can't go uh, rookie sixth round pick Tay Gallon's gonna have to be probably thrust into a starter role and so what do you do in those situations you target the rookie you target the experienced inexperienced guy Gallon hasn't played I, I checked this out he hasn't played a single snap during the regular season and he wasn't too I mean what do you expect out of a six-round rookie cornerback? But he wasn't too impressive during the preseason either. So that might be a weakness that either Trey Lance or maybe Jimmy G exploits, where you just say, hey, Debo Samuel, go run it at Tay Gowan if, uh, if Byron Murphy's not there. Yeah. So those are kind of the two things that I'd be looking at as, as being optimistic. And, and we'll see how it pans <laughs> out. But, but yeah, yeah. If, if I'm an offensive coordinator and, 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 and sipping some pieces of paper over to Kyle Shanahan, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that those things definitely make sense. And, and, and I did notice a pretty, um, it, it was pretty obvious the, the openings in the run game that, that, uh, were available for Trey Sermon 
once once Lance got into the game that were not quite as as available for him with uh, Garoppolo back there. Just, I mean, I I I, I didn't necessarily look this up, but as a sort of anecdotal um, situation, I, I I do seem to to remember some much bigger holes <laughs> available when the defense has to has to worry about the quarterback running maybe running with the ball in, on top of the the uh, the uh, the running back. So that might be an opportunity that especially with Lance back there that that the run game can really take advantage and just, you know, hit them with a little piece of their own medicine kind of thing and see if you can uh, really take advantage of that opportunity. Because um, if, if that's where they're, where they're hurting, then you got to kind of go after that. Um, for me, the optimism <laughs> was a little uh, less. Uh, so uh, I think this is probably as, as, as pessimistic as I've been about a, a Niners game, you know, in, in a while, because, you know, towards the end of last season, it wasn't really pessimism or anything. It was just like, you know, it's just not a good team with a lot of injuries at this point. Um, and, you know, started off with the season feeling pretty good, but this, this is for the first game that makes me go, I'm, I'm pretty nervous about how this outcome is going to go based on how the Cardinals have been playing so far this year. But um, I think like you, the, the, the main thing is um, as we talked about already, the, the potential for, for to sort of take the, the Cardinals by surprise and, and throw, Lance at them sort of late in the game, um, in, and in, in, as they prepare, so to speak. Um, and as we said, you know, some of the gamesmanship that's involved with, uh, with, uh, Shanahan, not saying anything quite yet, even though he may know, uh, that Garoppolo is actually out. And obviously at some point, you know, tomorrow, as we, as we record this, they'll have to say one way or the other, what his position is, but, um, you know, maybe they just decide to call him doubtful and kind of see where it is and we can call it a game time decision. And, but they know deep down inside and he's really not going to, he's not going to play, but, um, this is, uh, this is going to be a, a, a tough test for the 49ers for sure. Um, but I guess think about it from, from a potentially optimistic side, because I know this doesn't sound like I'm being very optimistic. Um, I, I, as you say, I think if they can figure out a way to, um, make the run game lead into uh, these these opportunities where the pass game may be open uh, in against these against a rookie cornerback or against inexperienced cornerbacks. Then that's something they got to pay attention to for sure, and and hopefully something that that Shanahan will be watching out for. All right, so um, <laughs> that's optimism, which for me didn't sound very optimistic. Uh, <laughs> Peter, what about areas of concern that you have, or if you just want to like level it to like one particular area of concern, that's okay too. Jeez. Uh, uh, okay. So I mentioned this before. <laughs> uh, six Cardinals pass catchers um, with with at least 100 receiving yards already on the season. Uh, I know everybody said AJ Green was broke. Um, well, he's actually playing pretty well. Christian Kirk is a good complimentary threat. DeAndre Hopkins is there. I mean, they're getting contributions out of Max Williams, the tight end, and Chase Edmonds has, has been a factor in the pass catching game too. Um, you know, one of the things that's that's made Kyler Murray so much more effective this year is that he's not trying to do it all, and he's distributing the ball a lot. And you, you think about the Niners' secondary. I, I, I mean, I guess Emmanuel Mosley and, and maybe Josh Norman, if he's no longer spitting up blood. Um, it, he was practicing in a blue non-contact jersey, so that's good. But, you know, I mean, Buster Screen at nickel. I mean, you figure out whatever the alignment's going to be in the secondary, and it's still a mismatch. So that's something that's obviously super, super, super concerning. 
Uh, Kyler Murray still scrambles around a lot. It's going to be probably a lot more of how Jalen Hurts, the Eagles quarterback, uh, looked in week two when he was able to pick up chunk yards on the ground, except for Kyler Murray can actually throw the ball downfield and, and hit targets and has an arm and can make plays. So, you know, it's that factor. And, you know, the pass rush can only do so much. It's, I mean, it's been inconsistent, but of course, just for whatever reason, I'm sure 49ers aren't the only team to fall into this category, but facing mobile quarterbacks were elusive, not even just like rushing, but just getting out of the pocket and extending plays. I mean, that's been the bane of the Niners' defensive existence for years now. And uh, especially when you have someone who can throw deep, who's got rapport with multiple receiving targets, cause for concern. I mean, there's a reason why the Cardinals have the number one offense in the NFL for four weeks. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to get a real big test of how the 49ers offense is looking. And, and who knows, maybe I'll be shocked, but yeah. that's, that's a massive concern right now. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I mean, just to, this is, I, I, you know, a slight bit of optimism for that, for that cause for concern, I guess would be, they, they actually did a pretty decent job with, with Seattle last week. Um, also a, another, uh, high powered offense that, you know, has big, strong receivers and, and a mobile quarterback that runs around now, obviously Wilson is, is probably not quite at the elusivity level that, that Murray is at this point in his career. Um, cause obviously he's got a few years on him and you know, that, that, that'll start to wear on somebody, but he's still a threat back there. And I guess that's the only thing that makes me go, okay, maybe there's something that they can do to, to hold them down for a little bit. The the big difference is that they can't, the offense can't do what it did against Seattle. If the defense can pull out some stops early on in the game, and it looks like they're holding, holding uh, Arizona down for a little bit, the, the offense has got to come through. And that's really the big thing um, as far as that's concerned. Um for me, as far as areas of concern, as you mentioned, you know, Kyler Murray has always been has been a problem for this 49ers team for as long as he's been in the league. Um, even when the Cardinals weren't very good his rookie year, the they they played they played him the the Cardinals played the 49ers as as well as anybody uh, in 2019 um, <laughs> and nearly beat them. Uh, what both times I think, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, both those games came down to the wire. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson saved the day for one of them, and I don't remember what the outcome of the other one was, but uh, it was just a bizarre <laughs> thing uh, that season in a, in a year that they played so well overall. But a um, couple of numbers to throw at you. I like uh, Football Outsiders uh, DVOA numbers because I think they tell us a, a good deal about how teams are playing. Um, the Cardinals right now are third overall in DVOA through four weeks. Um they're sixth in offense. Uh, they are uh, sixth in defense, which is actually kind of surprising, uh, considering they've had some defensive struggles over the last couple of years. And on top of that, not only are they, you know, top ten in in overall offense and defense, they're also third in special teams on top of everything else. So they're they're pretty much handling their business in all in all phases of the game. Um, it, and it's it's just interesting to see how that's working so far. And you know, their record obviously says a lot. Um, you know, maybe they're not always the most explosive team and maybe their defense is a little up and down but they've been good enough to to get the job done and uh either way you, you look at it they're they're clearly a one of the top uh teams in, in the nfl through four weeks obviously when you look at record that's easy to say but they're performing like that um 
even if they're they're not always the most consistent. Um, just just as a point of comparison, uh, the Niners are 13th overall in DVOA, so they're 10 spots behind the Cardinals, but their number is um, significantly lower. <laughs> um, the Cardinals at 33.2% in overall DVOA, DVOA, the Niners are at 8.6. So that's a pretty wide gap between three and and 13. So quite interesting. Uh, seventh on offense. 16th on defense and um, 24th on special teams. They actually have a negative DVOA on special teams, which seems hard to do. <laughs> that means that your defense is like contributing badly to, or your, your special teams are contributing badly to your ability to win a, a football game, um, which based on what we saw last week is probably of no surprise to anybody. So, um, so yeah, the, um, there's a lot of a lot to be concerned about, and it's mostly just because. And the biggest thing is that the the Cardinals are doing everything well so far <laughs> in 2021, and the Niners are not quite there. So that's that's concerning for sure. Yeah, one of the things too, I was just I was I was thinking about you know the consistency from San Francisco, and it, it reminds me of kind of the pre 2019 years where. The Niners have gotten off to some good starts, perhaps, uh, but just that ability to close out games. And, and this is kind of interesting. So, you know, you, you think about what happened against Seattle, it's kind of like the perfect microcosm. But, you know, so far this season, the Niners in the first quarter are allowing 3.5 points in the first quarter. And then you get to the second quarter, it's, you know, they're allowing six points in the second quarter. And then you get into the third quarter, it's, it's 5.2. But get this, fourth quarter, points allowed. 11 points in the fourth. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's, you know, football is so hand in glove. You can point out a number of different things. Obviously, you can say, all right, um, what happened in week one against Detroit was like, ah, and then of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, that comeback, and then Seattle kind of you know, pouring it on a little bit late in week four, but closing it out. That's, that's going to be the thing. And, and mm-hmm. it's possible that the offense goes stagnant and that, you know, we've seen that happen. Um, and then, of course, the defense is going to get tired, even though what's so funny about it is at the time of possession, especially in week four, totally favored San Francisco. I mean, you look at all of, of the splits and all the offensive splits favored San Francisco for the most part. Yards, first downs, all of it. It was insane. Um, but the only split that mattered, of course, being the score. So how that factors in to a Cardinals team that's, um, you know, that's putting up offense and bunches and and especially going through a lot of these fourth quarter fights that the Cardinals have done. I, I, I echo the concern. How about that? <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot to be concerned about. And, and I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised by, by this. Um, it, I think the biggest part of the surprise for me with the Cardinals is that I don't know about you, but I sort of always expected that, that Kingsbury would kind of always kind of stand in their way of however good they could be. Um, and you know, it's a four week sample size, but it seems like so far he's kind of figured out something (laughs) at least, um, whether or not that will continue throughout the year, it'll be kind of interesting to watch, uh, to see if he, cause he, I mean, even last year they had a pretty good run and then they sort of fell apart. And a lot of that was due to some some bizarre coaching situations that he found himself in. So it'll be really interesting to see if uh, if he can sort of maintain whatever it is that they're doing now um, and uh, push them in that positive direction as opposed to sort of getting in the way of their ability to 
to use the the talent that they have, which is you know pretty pretty uh, prevalent across the board. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury needs to just hit the, the Ask Madden button. <laughs> just, just press <laughs> Ask Madden and say, oh, okay, that's what I should do in this situation. Okay, great. Yeah, just keep keep rolling. Or, or you know, this week, Cliff, if you'd like to make your own decisions and maybe, you know, do some not-so-smart things, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, of course. Um, you can do that. Well. we fine. Yeah, keep coaching. Yeah, keep. and then from here, from here on out, really, if you could just – because I mean that's the ideal situation, right? Uh, the uh, the Rams and Seahawks are playing each other as we speak um, uh, now. Uh, I'm not really sure what the what the situation is there, but um, then the Niners and the Niners and the the Cardinals play on Sunday. So we need some combination of the teams on the bottom, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, uh, but the teams on the bottom of the division who are currently the Niners and the in the Seahawks to win these games to really open this thing up. Because uh, that's really a major concern. Because if the Cardinals win and run and go to five and zero, oh, uh, especially if the Rams lose tonight, that's really going to make catching up in this division like really difficult. <laughs> especially from San Francisco's uh, position, um, being three games back in, in the probably in the toughest division in football is probably not a place you want to be uh, after five weeks by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and. You, you... I won't say the 49ers have, have put themselves out of division contention yet. It's quarter way through the season. Mm-hmm. You remember the Harbaugh years? The 49ers always started off a little sluggish. You know, they'd go you know, two and three or three and two, and then all of a sudden they'd reel off a, you know, a, an eight-game winning streak or something. I don't think this Niners seems equipped to do that, per se, but there are some right. easier games on the schedule. I mean, you're looking ahead and you're thinking, okay, uh, Tennessee, you know, the Titans don't look like they can stop anybody, which is weird because they were – expected to be right up there towards the top of the AFC standings. Uh, you know, the Jaguars are terrible. The Texans are terrible. The Bengals, Basically the whole AFC South. Yeah, the Bengals are surprising, but I still look at them and say, you're still terrible. Um, so there's there's a lot of winnable games on the docket, mm-hmm. like, like weeks one and two. So it's not like it's not like the Niners can't climb out of this hole. But yeah, you're going to have to win some of these NFC West games. And uh and yeah, if it stays close, then it's within reason. And of course, well, I don't know. Maybe the 49ers aren't that good at home, so <laughs> maybe they want <laughs> maybe to go not. On, maybe they want to go on the road in a wild card matchup. Forget getting yeah. division winner or anything like that. I don't know. Just yeah, just you know, division. You know, road games all the way to the Super Bowl. Maybe that's the way in for this team. I don't know. Just something to consider. But anyway, um, so let's go ahead and uh, move into our prediction time. Speaking of. Uh, how we think this game is going to go. Um, I, I, I wonder if our, uh, our, our concerns are going to lead us in, in a, a similar direction, but um, this is uh, heading into week five. The first time that the 49ers have not been favored uh, in a game. Um, I, I think probably, you know, well-deserved based on the performances that they've put up so far and the way that the Cardinals have been playing makes a lot of sense. Um, frankly, I, I don't think I could, like this matchup any less uh for the 49ers it just it just seems like other than the running game thing uh there's just not a lot of uh of holes in this cardinals team at least from what we can see through uh this four-week stretch um and the the things that they do especially well are especially problematic for the 49ers because those are areas that they struggle with you know be it the dealing with a mobile quarterback dealing with wide receivers generally uh just the sort of depth of the of the defensive backfield type of thing 
Um, so this for this to be a game that the Niners win, it's going to have to be some kind of crazy thing that happens. Like, you know, the offense for the Cardinals just totally falls apart for whatever reason. Um, maybe the, maybe Trey Lance has like the game of his life in the second, in his second uh, go around here for as the starter, if he ends up being the, the starter and he just feels more comfortable having had the game plan set up for him or whatever. But I, I think it's not going to be a, a thing where it, it's going to be, it's tough. I should say to see a, a situation where this is just sort of your normal sort of back and forth game that the 49ers are able to, to stay in. So I think it's going to take some sort of otherworldly um, or not otherworldly. That's, that seems a little bit, a little strong, but some unexpected turn from, excuse me, either the offense or the defense on either side, either the Cardinals offense falling apart or their, their defense not having a great day or the opposite being true for the 49ers where they overcome what they've been so far this year and, and really play a full, full game. And that's, that's really the biggest thing, as you already said, um, this team has not showed us that they can play four quarters all the way through. There's some stumbling point along the way, be it, you know, the fourth quarter against the lions, be it the first half against the Eagles, be it um, <clears throat> the offense in the first half against uh, both the Packers and the Seahawks. And, you know, there's just been little bits here and there. They're fine for a little bit and then they fall apart. And that, that is concerning. So um, we have not done a lot of this <laughs> on the nine and noise podcast and uh, in, in our history. Um, but I'm going to be that downer and I'm going to unfortunately pick against the home team or no, I'm not going to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to pick against our team, not the home team. The home team will be the team that wins. Um, and then that would be the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to go with something just a little above, uh, expectations. I think they're at sitting at a uh, five point favorites at this point. Um, I think there's an opportunity for a lot of points to be scored. So I'm going to go with something like 30, 21, uh, Cardinals, um, as they remain undefeated and the 49ers definitely lose a lot of ground in the NFC West and are basically starting to think, okay, how do we get into the playoffs as a, as a wild card? Peter, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is kind of funny because I, I pointed this out. I, I was on 95, seven, the game in, in San Francisco last, uh, last weekend before, before Sunday's contest. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, saying the one thing that's either concerning or promising depending on how you want to look at it is that the 49ers haven't played their best football uh i don't know if that's going to improve that's a concerning point but you obviously know this team is better than the way they played you know defensively okay you've got the talent offensively yes there's weapons there you still it's been a slow start for george kittle to a certain degree the run game really hasn't gotten going, even though, you know, some players like, you know, Elijah Mitchell can make a dent, Trey Sermon maybe starting to get going. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk's been, been quiet, but <laughs> I, it, this is a tough, I mean, if, if you want a statement game, this is it. And, yeah. and it's not someone, it's not one of those get right games. I think the 49ers could use a get right game where they're going yeah. up against a terrible opponent. Hey, you know what? Go out there and, and win 35%. This isn't the week, and I know our uh, our friends over at WinBet uh, they do have it at as a uh, the five point five uh, favorite in favor of uh, of Arizona. 
And the over-under, it was kind of funny when you mentioned 30-21, the over-under for it, according to WinBet, is straight up 50. So I was like, cool, you're going to go Look at that. by one point. There you go. <laughs> so You're welcome. The, yeah, there you go. And, 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 I'm, and I'm siding with, with if, if you're picking straight up, I'm going to side up with another 49ers loss. And, and I do see it to be a, a fairly high-scoring game. And it, it's probably going to be one of these scenarios where the Cardinals get out to a big lead, but then Trey Lance and some desperation wind up uh, making it interesting in the second half, assuming he starts. But yeah, I would go probably go. I think it's Cardinals are averaging 35 points a game this year. So let's go with something like 32-24. Uh, I don't know if that's a good score. 31-24. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think of the football math. And how yeah, yeah. Adds up. And I'm like, is that common? I mean, I know it can happen, but it's a uh, yeah, you have to have this list of the uh, the prediction scores that have never happened before. <laughs> just, score, some yeah. score agamis, that's yeah, a, absolutely. Yeah, that's, a, that's the first time that score has ever happened in an NFL game. I gotta find some yeah. of those. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, let's go uh, 31-24 in favor of the Cardinals. Um, 49ers failed to cover. They haven't been good against the spread this year. I know that. So uh, we'll give them that. And um, and yeah, 49ers have some soul searching heading into the bye, and uh, who knows after that. Yeah, and it, it and it gets weirder after the bye. It's uh, you talk about a get right game. They don't really have one um, necessarily. There's some like like they have the Colts on Sunday Night Football coming out of the bye, and then they go to Chicago on Halloween after that, um, and then they have the Cardinals again um, the the week after that uh, in San Francisco, um, and it's just a weird string of games and then of course they they have they, they basically play what 12 games in a row um including their thursday night game uh in that stretch between uh week uh six and the rest of the rest of the year not not really what you're looking for and unfortunately a lot of those those gim gimmier games because I, again i don't want to know i don't, I don't know how gimme anything is or are not till you know they get jacksonville late in november um you know they have cincinnati second week of December followed by Atlanta and then Tennessee and then Houston. And that's a nice little stretch, but it's so late in the year that it's really, you wish that you had that one, you know, coming out of the bye bye week, maybe now, you know, the Colts are a bizarre team and we'll, we'll get into that in the coming weeks, but um, it's definitely, uh, it, it's not my favorite time for a bye. I'll say that. Um, although on some levels you kind of go, okay, maybe this team is going to need a regroup um pretty badly and uh it's unfortunate to say after five weeks that they're going to need a a, a, re, a regroup and a reboot but that just might be what they need for sure any final thoughts peter before we wrap things up for today you know honestly um <laughs> I, I, i'm taking a look at some of those the, 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 the gameplay from from Thursday night football between the Seahawks and Rams. And by the time you listen to this podcast, everybody will know what the outcome is, but the NFC West is just so weird. And, and there's no doubting it's the best division in football, but just even the, the Rams and the Seahawks, they're odd. <laughs> it's just, it's still so odd and, and what's mm-hmm. happening in that game. You know, the Cardinals right now are looking like the best team, not just in, in the NFC West, but in football, considering some of the inconsistencies of the top teams have had and other missteps. But yeah, the division's just so odd. And, you know, here's the thing. I think this is the best point to point out. You know, four weeks in, you can't make grand sweeping conclusions, but you can notice trends. 
So as far as the 49ers are concerned, there's a lot of trends that are very scary, that are very, very, very troubling and concerning. But there's a lot of time left. And there's so many factors and X factors that can work in the equation. I know that every other team in the league is going to have its share of concerns, injuries that can pop up. Uh, a key offensive weapon goes down or quarterback goes down or, or whatever. And then all of a sudden everything's just through a loop. I mean, who would have thought the Chiefs would be what two and two right now? I mean, they, they were supposed to go what 17 and 0 and then three and 0 in the fourth season. I mean, run the table. That's <laughs> yeah, all yeah. we heard about all off Yeah, it was like and, 14, yeah. 14, 15 wins, something like that. Oh my gosh. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's pay attention to the trends. Maybe this whole thing gets figured out. Maybe what's going on with, with the quarterback situation gets ironed out sooner than later. And Trey Lance starts, I don't know. But either way, there's just so much left yet to be determined that could go either way. So sit tight. That's about it. You know, I, 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 I'm wowed and fascinated by it all the time, even if it's not necessarily going in the 49ers' favor. Sure makes for a provocative discussion. That is for sure. Wise words from, from – uh from our uh our uh, boss and there at niner noise uh mr peter panacy peter thanks for uh for joining us tonight um and i appreciate you uh you uh chiming in on that um and uh for your good thoughts um but for those of you out there in the uh the ether in the never sphere so to speak uh thanks as always for listening to this episode of the niner noise podcast part of the fan-sided podcast network as always check out ninernoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if you leave us a review and include a question, we'll give you a shout out on the air and answer that question. And of course, be sure to share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.